Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Stochastic Fantasy Football Channel. My name is Matt Savoka, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Nick Lepre, Nikki Football, at NotoriousFNTSY. We're talking flex rankings. We're talking Q&A. We got all the time to answer your questions today as we dig into week three. We got one game in the books, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Cleveland came away with a pretty easy victory. But before we dig into anything, what's up, man? How are you? Happy Friday. I'm doing great on this wonderful Friday. I honestly forgot that it was Friday. Had the game had not been played last night. I just forget what day it is now you during do, football man. season. You, like, really forget. Like, I, I sometimes, like, have a momentary lapse, but you legit are like, okay, what what day? I've just followed the schedule. You gotta. Yeah, I have no idea what day it is. That's what always happens. Man. 
Yeah, it's great though, honestly. Like then you just don't know it's Friday and now it's a pleasant surprise. Like after the game ends, it's like, oh, it's Friday now. Yeah. And it's true. Like we we do kind of work on the NFL schedule, so our our days are all messed up. But it's uh yeah, it was a nice Thursday night. Oh, oh, nice is a weird way of putting it. It was a strange Thursday night game. We got some fantasy goodness out of it, and we thought we'd try something just a little bit different. We're still going to be spending the entire 45 minutes we have today going through all of your start-sit questions, but we wanted to keep things more visually interesting, and with the help of the Stochastic Fantasy Football projections and rankings, and, of course, Nick over here helping us out with the graphics part, we're going to make things more visually interesting, just throw some tiers of our flex rankings. Again, the whole point of tiers is that the projection from a floor, median, and ceiling projection is about the same for all these players. And so that's why we put them in groups. We know that they're not going to perform exactly the same, but it's still a worthwhile exercise as we get into, the, into things for week three. Here is tier one. Nick, if you want to point out any players that are surprising, I think we do have a couple. Actually, this might be the end of tier one. If there's anything surprising that you see or don't see on this list, I'd like to hear that first. Yeah, I mean, Alvin Kamara up at six is slightly surprising. Now, it does seem as though he's going to play from what I have read, but I am at least somewhat concerned. Now, again, I'm not in full panic mode on Alvin Kamara, but it was kind of concerning the week one game out of Alvin Kamara. Like, he just wasn't, he just didn't have the correct usage. Now, again, they had Taysom Hill do good in that game, right? So maybe you could just negate everything that I said, but... Uh, I am a little bit worried about Alvin Kamara. And then I also think I would probably just have all of the receivers ranked ahead of these running backs. Because if I'm being honest with you, the running backs right now, last week was like the worst week I've ever seen out of running backs in a while. Uh, I forgot which running back it was. I was talking about it in the running back video. But like they scored less points in week two compared to week one, and they finished 12 spots higher. So uh, it's just crazy how bad running backs were last week. I think this trend is going to settle. If that makes sense. I think we're going to see a situation where ultimately the wide receivers probably are going to outscore the running backs. Like the, the wide receiver three will outscore the running back three. The wide receiver four will outscore the running back four. But it's not going to be as drastic, like 10-point differential on a per-game basis <laughs> that we've seen yeah. right now. Um, yeah, I already see some questions pouring in. Regretting drafting Najee at 109. You see, I'm not... I'm not totally sure you should feel super regretful because you picked Najee Harris for a floor aspect, right? You were getting 10 to 15 points every single time he steps onto the field. His 20-point upside was very different. You had to you had to go get that in other rounds, no? Yeah, I mean, and also, I was kind of worried about Najee going into tonight. Now I feel a lot more comfortable with him. Like, he looked significantly better last night than he did in week ones or t and two. So I'm pretty confident with him. And I think that if they go to Kenny Pickett, which at this point just seems inevitable, right? Like Mitch Trubisky, I saw a graphic of where he throws the football. I think he threw the football in the middle of the field once last night. It was hilarious. I think it was uh, ESPN's Mina Kimes who retweeted it. Or, and I saw it and it was the next gen stats of like, basically if he rolls left, he he's Zoolander. He can't turn left. Because if he turns left, he literally there's nowhere to throw because he couldn't throw it to the left sideline. He couldn't throw it to the middle of the field. I think he made one completion from the right hash mark all the way over to the left. Like it was <laughs> ridiculous. And 
Mike Tomlin, coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, immediately comes in and says, definitively not making a quarterback change. Yeah, okay. 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 Johnny Bravo, yeah. how you feeling about Kelsey and Chubb with the uh, Dalvin? Kelsey, Chubb in your first three picks. Wow. Wow. Chubb falling to the third round? Dang. Must be feeling yeah. good right now. Yeah, that's great. Chubb has been playing fantastic. Not as boring as I previously perceived. Uh, much better player. I always knew he was a good player, though. I just didn't oh, think yeah. he would be this good. Um, hey, Nathan Joyce. What's up, man? Good to see you. I hope you're feeling better. Uh, Nathan Joyce, helping out in the editorial department all the time here. Uh, yeah, hope you're recovering well, my friend, and happy to see you in chat. Uh, what's up, guys? What's the latest on Gabe Davis? Well, what did he say? He's 100%. Here, let me pull this on chat from Nick Jackson. Yeah. Uh, what's up, guys? What's the latest on Gabe Davis? Uh, it says 100% optimistic is what he said, right? Yeah, and then I saw a video of him, and he doesn't look 100%, but uh, he, he's probably going to end up playing. Uh, I would be shocked if he didn't. This is a very important game for the Buffalo Bills, so I would think he would play. And, like, if he didn't get banged up last Saturday, he probably would have played right in the game. So I think that he's going to be perfectly fine to play on Sunday. Again, do you do I expect that ceiling game out of him uh, when he's banged up like this? No, but I do think he's pretty safe because he's a, a great player on one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL. So I would roll out Gabe Davis, even on his peg leg, potentially. <laughs> what did you just say? On his peg um, leg, he's a pirate. I got to I always got to keep me on my toes with these comments, but you start Gabe Davis if he plays. Um, yeah, players are honestly way more optimistic about their injury status than their bodies tend to actually let them be uh so 100 percent optimistic was kind of a, a funny way of him putting it uh i like to see saquon barkley in the top 12 if you drafted him in the second round you're feeling pretty good about this right now derrick henry at two man that's bold for me yeah that's very bold i mean it's not that derrick henry isn't a good player like he still has it in him but uh this tennessee titans offense is uh, quite concerning as a whole ryan Tannehill does not look good the offense seems to have taken a drastic leap in the opposite direction maybe aj brown really did help that team a lot right maybe aj brown is the reason why Tannehill has looked so good uh Traylon burks looks good but this offense is uh no bueno as they say so i'm pretty nervous about derrick henry i would definitely have him ranked nowhere near the top 12 yeah uh no did you say nowhere near the top 12 or nowhere near the top 20 no top 12 i think i had okay i think i had him top 15 in my flex ranking still but we're okay. at yellow flag maybe it's red after this week um dominic uh you're all sleeping on swift just should be above kamara and henry that's that's an argument you can absolutely make and remember this is all one tier so really you know i've actually considered just shuffling the names in here uh because it really we think Jonathan Taylor is going to do better than Saquon Bar Barkley, but not so significantly different that we want to put them in different tiers. The median and ceiling for those players, when you run the slate a hundred, a thousand times, isn't so different that we can group these players together. So we think Swift is in the elite tier along with Kamara and Henry. And we were just making the case that some of these uh, veteran running backs might belong at the bottom of the tier rather than the top. So, Kind of agree with you there, but just want to make sure I clarify that point. Let's move on to tier two here. And we're hanging out with all uh oh Miso, what's up, man? I've seen you in chat before. Thanks for hanging out this fine Friday. 
I got Godwin and Gallup waiting to come back. So hopefully things will start to pick up thereafter. I have Gallup in a lot of rosters. And I think especially with Dalton Schultz dealing with that knee injury, not practicing. I don't care how close to 100% he is. Uh, they need him. They can't just have C.D. Lamb and Noah Brown if Schultz can't go. Yeah, and didn't you see the thing that Mike McCarthy said? He's like, Gallup will not play close to 70 snaps a game. And then it like came out that like the Cowboys have played like 63 offensive snaps a game or something like that. It's like, Mike McCarthy, man, you're a real idiot. But at the end of the day, I am definitely not giving up on Godwin or Gallup. I think Godwin really has top five potential when he comes back. Yeah, I, I have high hopes. Much higher hopes, obviously, when Dak Prescott returns. Donnie asks, also, should I keep Chubb or try to get Swift? Dalvin is RB1, thinking of offering Chubb and Gabe Davis for... Uh, no, hold, hold. Chubb's playing phenomenally well in an offense that needs him to play well in order to succeed. Brissett's been okay, but Chubb is, Chubb is the engine of that offense. Yeah, and now imagine how good Chubb's going to be in the playoffs when they have a quarterback that is better. Now, again, Jacoby Brissett actually does look good. It's very shocking to see what Jacoby Brissett was in Miami compared to right now. In Miami, he was awful. He literally is the reason why we lost a bunch of games. But now now in Cleveland, he's a new man. He looks great. Uh, we I even watched the whole Amazon thing afterwards, and uh, he was so good that Ocho Cinco increased his Madden rating by two points. So congrats to uh, Jacoby Brissett. I definitely would not do that trade. I agree. That that's not how it works, right? Ocho Cinco. No, it is. Ocho Cinco is the Madden Raider. He's in the game. Like when you get like if you play like my player or whatever it's called, and you play good, like you get a clip of Ocho Cinco being like, Great job, man. We're up in your ranking. Look, if I could do anything and just like make money off of it, I would be I would be one of those Madden rage accounts. And just yell at what a terrible game that is. I, I want I want a simulation football game so badly, and what we have is it's terrible. Is not is not what I, <laughs> I I I gotta hold my tongue. All right, sorry. Tangent. Keep Chubb. He's playing great. He's literally RB one overall potential. You don't need to trade for it. You you might literally have it. Uh, tier two is including a ton of players that I'm not surprised to see, but I think Mike Evans should be gone since he's literally not on the slate. I don't know why he's in our projections right now. Uh, I'll definitely message the team there. And Marquise Brown is the one that really surprises me. Yeah. Hollywood Brown is interesting because he's had back-to-back games where he's getting targeted. He's had back-to-back weeks where he's open. He scored a touchdown last week that wasn't a touchdown because his ass touched the ground on the half-yard line. So, yeah, if I'm being honest with you, I think that Hollywood Brown is a good player. He just hasn't put up the numbers, and it's concerning because we keep getting closer and closer and closer to the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is going to return. And the reason why I personally like Hollywood Brown in the draft is because I thought, oh, Hollywood Brown's going to have six big games. Then Hop comes back. Maybe he's good. Maybe he isn't. But in half PPR, Hollywood Brown has been wide receiver 26 and 38 in back-to-back weeks. He saw 11 targets last week, which is good. Um, I'm so comfortable playing him, but uh, I'm not ex- as excited as uh, overall player 22. Yeah, I kind of agree all around there. Debo Samuel is a player I want to highlight who now has the same exact upside and potential that he had last season. Just more passing and rushing opportunities can be factored in. Marquise Brown is a player that I'm – I'm hoping he has bigger things ahead. 
but I think Zach Ertz is going to be involved here. Uh, we'll say it again. I just want to make sure, and we'll, we can move on because you're starting all these players in your lineup pretty quickly. But yes, Mike Evans is suspended. Do not start him. Sorry to have him up there in the rankings. Just move everybody up one notch. Yeah, so we can move on to tier three uh, just just for that sake. And we included where we put where we would have put Nick Chubb and Najee Harris in here. Just for context for you guys, Keenan Allen is another one. We're really waiting injury concerns, which means that I think Mike Williams at 31 is a little bit low. Uh, he's a player that I would love to have on rosters right now, especially going against a Jaguars team that I think maybe can push the tempo offensively so we can get some shootouts here. The only issue really is the Los Angeles defense being so good. I like Mike Williams this week. Yeah, I like Mike Williams a ton as well. Um, Herbert being banged up is also kind of concerning, right? We saw Herbert throw that absolute missile at the end of the game. But if I'm being honest with you, that seemed like a, I don't know. I don't even know. That seemed, it seemed fake almost the fact that he was able to do that. Like he couldn't run three feet for the first down but then could launch the ball 50 yards down the field. It was impressive. But yeah, I agree. If Keenan Allen doesn't play, Mike Williams should be significantly higher. And even if Keenan Allen plays, I would bump up Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams uh, is in a really good spot weekly. He is a very high ceiling player. His floor is not very high, right? He's one of those guys that the floor might be the fucking basement. But at the end of the day, when he has that big game, he's soaring for your team. So I think the floor might be different this year. Traditionally, you are... 100% right about Mike Williams, but I think it might be different this year with him being able to be just kind of that player peppered with targets where he could finish a half at like four catches on five targets for 45 yards. And you're not feeling great about it, but you know he's just a touchdown away from a 10-point week. And he's three classic Mike Williams contested catches away <laughs> from a 15, 20-point week. So if you, to me, that is the start of opportunity floor and ceiling i know I, i'm just bringing you hypotheticals in here and you're probably starting him if you got it the same with all these yeah. players but i do think that williams is a different kind of player in this offense this year especially with Allen a little bit older dealing with a soft tissue injury and he's a player that relies on agility and quickness they're gonna they're gonna ease him in they need mike williams and honestly joshua palmer is a what the heck flex to, to play well in this offense. Leonard Fournette, I'm starting with confidence. DJ Moore, yeah, against the Saints, I, I got to roll with it, but it's not fun. Antonio Gibson is one where the opportunity is there. He's one we've talked about. I think you're trying to trade him, especially if he has a solid week three, right? Yeah, I, it seems like Brian Robinson is going to come back. Now, again, is he going to be week four? Probably not, right? I would think maybe week five, six, seven, something like that, but when he comes back, like, he's going to be involved. Like, I wouldn't think that Antonio Gibson... It's not like Antonio Gibson is putting up crazy numbers. I think if he was playing, like, say, like, one of the best running backs in the league, then maybe you would say, you know what, Riverboat Ron's going to give him the chance. He's playing good. He's playing fantasy flex-worthy, RB2-worthy in some games, and he has upside. But if he's not blowing Riverboat Ron away then why would they go ahead and just ride with him when it was pretty clear that Brian Robinson was going to be the dude, uh, the guy for the team a couple of weeks ago. So I think they are going to move back to Brian Robinson. So if I have Antonio Gibson, ride him out for this week. But next week, I would definitely look to try to make a trade as quickly as possible. Uh, now, again, I'm not going to just trade him for nothing because I think that his value is going to decrease because there's also a chance Brian Robinson comes back and he's not the same for a right. bunch of weeks because he's banged up. He got shot. 
So again, I don't know what the recovery looks like for that. But at the end of the day, I've seen, yeah, I've seen him running and he looks normal. So I am definitely concerned about Gibson going forward again. Not this week, though. Okay, so I want to play this game with you. I played it yesterday where we take Gibson and we we say, what kind of player are we trying to get up to? Would you do Gibson for Brandon Cooks? You want Cooks. Would you do Gibson for Curtis Samuel? I don't think so, no. You want Gibson. Okay. Gibson for, I bet you want Mike Williams? Yeah, definitely. Uh, how about Jerry Judy? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. One more. Adam Thielen? No. Okay. Uh, I like Thielen a lot, but. I'm kind of, I'm not in red flag like you would say. I'm in uh yellow flag, but it's starting to turn from yellow to like orange. I think that's in between yellow and red. Uh it's getting kind of scary for for Thielen. So you're looking for someone in that wide receiver 15 range rest of season. It sounds it sounds like or or running back yeah. 15 or higher that you feel more confident in. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not even sure if you'll be able to get that if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, you might have to package it with some sort of some sort of prospect who hasn't hit yet or something like that. Yeah, like uh, and, right now, re- yeah. real quick, I would probably do Hunt for Gibson. Like, I don't yeah. love Hunt, but I think like you could talk yourself into Hunt being really good. I understand where you're coming from too, because you have a significantly higher floor rest of season. Um, I I get that. I get that. There's some ceiling in there that you're losing out with. Well, no, you're not because we've already seen two touchdown games from Hunt. All right. I, I think that's that's the right way to look at it. Uh, anyone else you want to highlight here other than A.J. Brown is going to be in that tier one real soon? Yeah, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., even though the Indianapolis Colts came out flat, they, they came out flat, they played the whole game flat, they finished flat, they scored zero fucking points. So obviously that was not a good game out of them. They're playing up against the Jaguars. This isn't the Saxonville Jaguars. This is just the Jaguars, and you can't even score a point. Uh, Michael Pittman obviously is a big part of that offense. So don't worry about Michael Pittman. He's going to be fine. But uh, if you're Matt Ryan, you should be stressing mightily right now because not only are you done after this year, your coach is probably done in a couple of weeks if you lose. They might all get fired like this week if they look like that again. Um, Let's get to some questions here. I see some I see some friendly faces in here, guys. Thanks for hanging out. It's a it's a good weekend. It's a good Friday. I'm feeling good. Hans Clue says, Are we feeling Drake London over DJ Moore this week? Full PPR. I'd play I would I I would play more. I agree with you. I, I don't think you can play London over Moore just yet. Now again, the problem with DJ Moore is not that he's a bad player. The problem is that the team, just for some reason, Matt Rule is just an idiot. Like, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. Matt Rule seems like an incompetent head coach. He should go coach fucking Nebraska or whatever in college football or maybe Notre Dame because they're going to fire. Or who's that coach that keeps choking? What team is that? I don't watch college football. But whoever that is, that guy needs to be fired as well. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I would start DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is just a decent player every single week. And he has a lot of upside if he scores. And then if the Panthers miraculously figure it out, he could be a top 10 receiver weekly. You know what, Nick? Drake London is neck and neck in our projections with more this week. Uh-huh. And it might be a little bit because of the matchup against Seattle. The defense doesn't scare you. It's a low total game, but I actually think you could make a case for Drake London. 
the safer pick is DJ Moore. You broke it down well. Uh, so I have Brandon says, so I have Adams as my wide receiver one and Ayuk as wide receiver two. Who do you think I could legitimately target pairing Ayuk with? Uh, think in a trade. In a trade. So you want to target, uh, you want to pair Ayuk with either Etienne, Stevenson, or A Rob and get something in the in the upper tier. Okay. Uh, I think Michael Pittman might be someone you should try to go for. Um, certainly Mike Williams, if you believe in Christian Kirk going forward, I think that he is a, a solid one to go for because he's done, he doesn't have that brand name that you have to pay for at this point. Yeah. Um, if you can get Amon Ross St. Brown or something like that, yes, absolutely. You're probably not getting him after a 30 point game. He'll probably have to have a dud for you to be able to get him. What about someone Michael like Keenan Allen? Yeah, I would do that, but I, I don't know who in the right mind is accepting Ayuk and ETN for one of those guys, right? I know I, I would. A-Rob for Allen? I think someone would do that this year with, with Allen's soft tissue injury. I think that okay. that's a trade I could see going down. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. Well, I definitely would not accept that if I was the person that with Keenan Allen, but I guess so. Um, yeah, I definitely, you're going to have to, you're sorry, not you're going to have to, you're going to have to trade a Rob as well, because, uh, ETN's value right now is, uh, in the, in the shitter, as they would say. So I would go a Rob and I, you can trade for Mike Williams. Um, Michael Thomas, I think some people might not be okay. super excited about, uh, Brandon cooks as well, because Brandon cooks is just like the definition of safety. And then if you have someone who's worried about like a Terry McLaurin like player or a Rashad Bateman like player, I think you should be looking for those guys too. Okay. So you're okay getting like, if you take Ayuk and Stevenson, you would go down for, I actually like that. Ayuk and Stevenson for Terry McLaurin. That's an iffy little trade. Okay. I like that. Uh, I also think you can rely on a Rob if you keep him. Like, I think a Rob's going to be pretty good this year. Me too. Me too. We were high on him to begin with. Had a disastrous week one. Came back week two against the Falcons. I think he'll be just fine. Joseph asked, Miles Sanders or uh, Daryl Henderson today, which RB, oh, which RB should I keep long term? Uh, Sanders for me, I just like the quality of the offense and the clarity of his opportunity within it. Henderson still has Cam Akers to deal with, although the efficiency numbers since Akers came back from the injury have been like bad, bad like scary yeah. bad yeah acres doesn't look good but they do want to give him the ball like that's very evident so i would definitely rather have sanders sanders is also not in the most crystal clear situation though right week one gainwell scores scott scores and sanders scores but i definitely would rather have sanders than henderson me too um drake london or gabe davis rest of season it's gabe davis for me by a by a nose just because of the quality of the offense like Four touchdown upside every single time Gabe Davis and his team yeah. steps onto the field. Not for Davis specifically, but when you have four passing touchdowns to go around, you have more chances to catch one each week. Yeah, I'd go with Gabe Davis as well. I think Drake London might be... Uh, Spock brought this up yesterday in my stream 
last night. Some crazy ass stats. Like this guy is seeing the craziest amount of target share I've ever seen out of a receiver, like through two games, like of a guy of Drake London's caliber. So I think that could go down if I'm being honest with you. And again, I don't think Gabe or Drake London's a bad player. So I'm slightly worried about Drake London. Um, I think he's going to be fine, but I definitely would want Gabe Davis. And to me, it's not even close. Okay. I think it's, I think it's closer than closer than it appears. Sammy Telesco. What's up, man? The Buffalo war pigs always hanging out here. And he gives a shout out to our boy, Nathan Joyce as well. Thank you so much for being here. It's a good day to talk football. Should I start Carson Wentz or Justin Herbert? You're starting Herbert if he goes. That's simple. He's on He's on another level as a passer right now. He's one of you the best passers to, in the NFL. Yeah, you have to start Herbert, man. The guy could have, he could give his uh, rib to Eve, like an Adam and Eve, you know, the story or the Bible thing. I, I don't know where you read that, but uh, yeah, Justin Herbert, go with him. Oh, man. So, so wise, learned, and knowledgeable. Nikki Football, one of, the, one of a kind. Follow him at NotoriousFNTSY if you don't already. I'm at Draftaholic if you want to follow my ridiculous antics on Twitter as well. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we're talking about ribs and the creation of man, as we thought we would be at 1030 this morning. We're starting Justin Herbert if he plays the, the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, do you think Judy is a true wide receiver one? I have Diggs, Pittman, Hollywood, and Garrett Wilson. Will I ever play Judy? Okay, this is a situation where when he gets healthy and he has a game, you trade him. You have you have a great core of wide receivers, and you hit on Wilson. You hit on Garrett Wilson, especially with Joe Flacco at the helm. So I do think you could package Judy and maybe Wilson for another stud wideout and just ride that the rest of the season. What, what do you say, Nick? Yeah. Do you consider Garrett Wilson to be a hit? Because I think that he is right now with Flacco, but I'm not too sure he's going to be a smash play weekly like right now when Zach Wilson comes back because Zach Wilson might just like uh, Elijah Moore uh, more. You know, he might want to throw the ball more to him. And I'm kind of worried about that. I also think Flacco might be better right now than Zach Wilson is, which might be a crazy take. But um, I don't know. I'm just not sold that Garrett Wilson was a smash, like that he's locked in to be this all year. Because when a quarterback change happens, shit could go out the window, you know? I, I would consider packaging Judy and Wilson in a trade if you can. And let's switch over to the next tier of uh, flex players, by the way, as we're talking about this. Um yeah, lots of familiar faces. And I do think Garrett Wilson getting eight red zone targets and five end zone targets both are tied or alone at number one in the NFL right now is signal. It's two weeks. There's variance for wide receivers. It goes up and down in terms of scoring. We get it. But that is clear opportunity in parts of the field where it's hard to get open. That matters to me. Um, I, and just the target volume is enough where I'm saying, yeah, he's, he's probably good. So I, I honestly want to hold Garrett Wilson if I'm being honest, but if you can get an absolute superstar by packaging a player like Judy, who is, he's really frustrating in fantasy football. I think he's a really good player. He's it's really tough because he sits there with the questionable tag. You're not even sure if you can start him. He can't go on your IR spot if you have one of those. And so it's in this situation where you're like, okay, he's basically just clogging up a roster spot. I think he's a good player. It's a tough situation for fantasy players. And so I would try to package it with Wilson for, for a top 12 wide out. Gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, anyone you want to highlight in this tier right now? Um, yeah. 
Thielen is the one that scares me the most. Yeah, uh, so does McLaurin for me, to be honest with you. Uh, McLaurin has been good for fantasy purposes, but he's not really seeing the targets. Like, you would have thought that you would see him getting, like, 10 potential targets a game. Now, last week he got eight targets, which was solid, but week one only four targets. So, again, I'm, I'm just a little bit worried about McLaurin. He's finished his wide receiver 25 and 37 in the last two weeks and half PPR. So, again, he's not, like, screwing your team over. But he's not being the McLaurin that I personally would have. If I drafted McLaurin, I would think he'd be doing much better than he is right now. Uh, I'm not in full panic mode, but I would have him ranked lower. And then uh, another player I'm really concerned about is Kyle Pitts. Like, now I know all oh, the matchups so good against Seattle. doesn't matter what the matchup is if Mariota just doesn't throw him the ball. So uh, it's a little concerning for me personally. Again, I'm not running away from Pitts. I'm not trading him for, like, Evan Ingram or something, but... I am worried, but I have told a lot of people to trade for uh, Kyle Pitts because the trade offers that people are getting, it's like, would you trade Curtis Samuel for Kyle Pitts? Of course. Of course you would, right? That makes perfect sense. But, like, I am worried about Kyle Pitts. Kind of the long way to say that. (laughs) On the other side, I mean, obviously it was a a kind of a a once-in-a-lifetime performance from the Miami Dolphins at the second half. Maybe maybe not. I I hope it's more halves like that, but... Even with Tyreek Hill going completely berserk in that second half, Jalen Waddle looks like he is going to be a fixture in the top 50 of flex rankings for the rest of the season. Obviously, he won't catch two touchdowns every time. won't have such an insane fantasy score. But anyone who was concerned about a wide receiver one coming in and kind of stealing his lunch, <laughs> uh, that's not happening. Waddle looks like a huge part of this offense and just looks great with the ball in his hands. Yeah, he looks amazing. If the Dolphins win again, I will do the waddle dance on Twitter like I did last week. I was hitting the waddle. That dance is so fire, so I'm going to do that yet again if we win. Someone asked me to hit the waddle yesterday on stream, but I didn't feel like standing up and like knocking the green screen over, so I did hit the gritty. So I did the gritty, but I was just rolling around on the chair hitting the gritty. It was a good dance. Oh, we got to well, hit the chair gritty, the rolly chair. gritty. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I invented it, yeah. But uh, Stephen Hawking did it first, though. But uh, Jalen Waddle is in a really good spot uh, this week and going forward. So I'm pretty excited about Jalen Waddle. Um, I talked about a, a lot in the offseason that they can both be top 10 receivers in fantasy on the same team. People didn't believe me, but uh, we've seen what happened. Yeah, you did. You did. Hey, Max. What's up, man? Good to see you, dude. Happy you're here. Hope your week three is starting out well. Uh, if you got any questions, of course, hit us up. Hayden asks, start two, Pittman, Christian Kirk, Cortland Sutton. You're in a great situation, man. Uh, you're starting Christian Kirk. <laughs> like This dude is a wide receiver one right now, but he's the one that scares me the most because of the matchup. That's sort of how I feel. Um, Pittman is the one I, I'll plug my nose and keep on the bench. Okay, so you're going to play Sutton and Kirk? I think so. Okay, I'd go Kirk and Pittman. But it is close. I mean, Sutton looks like he's in a good spot. The matchup does a little bit more concerning. I don't think Pittman's matchup is as concerning. Uh, it's just the fact that Matt Ryan looks like literal, like terrible. We have them all ranked right now in our half PPR ranks between wide receiver 13 and 20. Yeah. Very, very, very close in our latest run of projections. 13, 16, 20. Um you have a good core, but getting to two of them, that I, that's another situation where I might want to trade for one so I get some more clarity. But make sure you get a stud player because 
you know, you're losing that bench depth, which is important as well. Um, Gabe Davis and Henderson for Debo Samuel. Are you doing that, Nick? Yeah, I'm doing that. Um, because I honestly, again, I do believe that Cam Makers is going to not I like Cam Makers is going to be more involved. Now, again, how good is he going to be? Is he going to be as efficient? I don't think so. But are they going to give him the ball? We saw it last week. They want to give him the ball. Henderson's still a worthy starter. I'd have Henderson right now. If I had to play someone this week, I'm playing Henderson over Cam Akers. But I think if we're sitting here four weeks from now, maybe they're on buy or something. I don't know. But four mm-hmm. weeks from now, imagine it. Imagine that. They have a game. Um, I think Akers could outscore Henderson pretty handily. Um, and Gabe Davis, while I think he's good, I don't think Gabe Davis has the same safety Debo Samuel has with the exact same upside, especially now without Trey Lance. Now, I would prefer, obviously, for all my fantasy teams that drafted Trey Lance, I'd prefer to have Trey Lance, but uh, Debo Samuel's in a good spot with Jimmy. Yeah. I would do that. I agree. I agree. Pick four to start. Chase, Gabe Davis, Bateman, DJ Moore, Garrett Wilson. I'll go Chase, Bateman, Gabe Davis, I still like DJ Moore better than Garrett Wilson, but uh, if you want to go Garrett Wilson, you can. I'll, we'll go Garrett Wilson, Bateman, Gabe Davis, Chase. I actually think this is a situation where you might bench Garrett Wilson. Like, you've got some stud players. Gabe Davis is actually the one that scares me just because of injury concerns. But Bateman, especially with Duvernay likely out this week with concussion, DJ DJ Moore, too, is like the, the uh, Lattimore is still there. It's not the same situation as like Evans versus Lattimore or anything like that. They're going to fight. They're not going to fight. Probably not. Um, Benj and Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Sad. All right. Um, Go ahead. One question I saw in the chat was about Zeke. They said He said Hans said that Zeke is very high in the rankings. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Zeke is way too high in my opinion. I think Zeke still has it in him. But because, like, the team wants to commit to Zeke, right? So Zeke's going to get the ball. I can fucking guarantee you that because – Mike McCarthy, the Kool-Aid man, wants to give him the ball. So does Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones talks about how Zeke is a main piece in this offense. The problem is Zeke isn't the Zeke from three years ago. Zeke is now a different version of himself. He's like uh, Eddie Lacy after eating a bunch of Chinese food, right? He just doesn't run very effectively. So I think Ezekiel Elliott is uh, way too high. In my opinion, I would definitely bump him down a significant amount. Um, And someone said, should I start Zeke over Jeff Wilson? I would start Jeff Wilson over Zeke. I think I would uh, too. Yeah, I would too. Um, uh, I'm trying to look too and make sure that like we have the most updated version of this as we get. This is the first time we've done flex rankings, and so just getting the data feed in to the visuals. You know, we're getting we're getting rolling here with new stuff. Always innovating here, but we'll get it we'll get it right. <laughs> and I want to make sure because I'm looking at our start sit rankings now, and Jeff Wilson is above Zeke Elliott. Like. 10 points above Zeke Elliott in running gotcha. back rankings. So uh, I just want to make sure that our data feed gets corrected here. Um, and, you know, we can just always get these tiers together. It, it's still important. Remember, we're just grouping players together. We're still in the you're probably starting all these players category unless you're in a slightly smaller league. We can move to the next one as well. Appreciate you too, Hans. Thanks for hanging out, man. Uh, Keenan Allen or Michael Thomas, Pitts or Kittle. Uh, Kittle and Thomas. Yep. Oh, Kittle and Thomas? Mm, Pitts and Thomas for me. I still believe Kittle is still hurt. Okay. 
I mean, Kittle, again, peg like Kittle might also be better than Pitts at this point because Pitts just isn't getting the targets. It's very concerning. Very concerning. Yeah. I just think, I think we're still in the small sample trap for Kyle Pitts. I still think it'll happen. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it'll happen too. I just would say I think Kittle's just safer and they have pretty similar upside. Makes sense. Um, All right. Now, we Rondo. See, I I think we're I think we have like something wrong with the feed that I gave you. I'm, that's that's on me because we don't have Kadarius Tony here. I'm looking at the start sit ranks right here. We just don't have them there. We don't. We have Amon Ross St. Brown way higher. We we actually had him before. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna switch it over to this. Boing. Uh, we're just gonna take your questions because I don't want to. I don't want to tell you the wrong things here because I'm looking at it and we have we have Amon Ross St. Brown as wide receiver nine. He, and so he's not in the, in that part. Uh, that's on that's on me from the data feed. And if you want to check out all of these rankings, by the way, the correct rankings, I should say, you should go over to stochastic.com. Uh, we have a couple of awesome offers for you right now. First of all, I know a lot of us watching today are mainly fantasy football players, and you might know that Stochastic made our bread and butter on premium DFS projections, helping people win literally millions of dollars like our founder, Alex Baker, our CFO, Steve, the Colts buzzard, so many more. And you can get in on the action two different ways right now. If you're a new user, you can get a three day free trial of all of our premium tools. And I like to bring this up every single Friday because it is a great time to do it. You get the main slate. Obviously you get all of our premium tools for the main slate, the lineup generator, the lineup builder, the player compare tool, the stat projections for all platforms. And you get showdown for Sunday and Monday as well, all free. And then if you want to get in on the action for just the primetime slates for a whole week, so you get Sunday night, you get next Thursday as well, Monday night, of course. You can use promo code PRIMETIME, all one word, P-R-I-M-E-T-I-M-E. That gets you $1 access to all of our showdown single game specific premium tools to help you in there. It's a lot of fun, just those one game slates. Even yesterday's slate was really fun from a DFS perspective. So get in on the action over there. One thing I've said many times on these streams already is that we've taken the same kind of care that we've done for years at Stochastic for our premium professional DFS players. And we've taken that care and moved it to players who are entering five lineups, maybe even less, one to 20 lineups. We have so many more tools available to you guys, making it more accessible every single week and day. Awesome time to get in on the action over there. Okay. Brave asks, need help or he says need help of London Cordero Patterson and James Connor struggling with which three to start. Wait, those are three. You start those three, right? Two, maybe which two to start. Okay. We just, let's just say which two to start. Cause that, that these are only three players. Yeah. I would start, um, Patterson and Connor. I would start Patterson in London. I don't trust Connor. I don't think he's healthy. Okay, well, again, that's kind of one of those where you, you want to wait until Sunday, right? You want to know more because on Sunday, normally they reveal like, oh, is he actually good or is he not? Normally, I feel like I have a better read on Sunday compared to Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Keep an eye on the, the injury wire. And also, Nick, you'll be back Sunday, noon Eastern. or Yeah, noon Eastern, talking 
all the start sit questions you need. We'll have much more clarity about this specific question, Brave, at that time. Chubb, I don't think you can ever say Chubb stole a TD last night. Uh, <laughs> the man just is built to score, built to, to built to produce points on the ground. Yeah, he's Nick Chubb is awesome. Miso asks, do I go Dorch, ETN, Sterling, and flex a half PPR? Leaning towards Dorch. Thanks from England. Oh, man. All the way over. Across the pond. <laughs> yeah, I would go with uh, Dorch. Uh, ETN, what a struggle that has been. Uh, really, really shocking that uh, he is not good at all. Like, the fact that he was spooked to catch the ball uh, was enough to make me very scared. So I'm going, I'm going Dorch. Really, this offense, I don't think Rondale Moore plays again. No, so no, I think they need Dorch once again to play and play a whole lot of snaps. Um, man, I cannot believe I'm saying Greg Dorch over Travis Etienne in week three of fantasy football. Wild game we play. All right, we got about two minutes remaining. Thanks to all of you for hanging out. Make sure to hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. You guys know what to do. And also the notification bell so that you know when we're going live all the stuff, all the Thursday night chats, all the Sunday morning chats, and of course, all the weekly 10 a.m. Eastern start sit questions where we go through our rankings and tiers over at stochastic.com. Jalen Warren looked better than Harris. Man, I've got some some family out in Pittsburgh who has been saying the same thing that on a per-touch basis, they think he could actually do more. Now, this is just an eye test thing. The analytics actually say Najee has been the most elusive he's ever been. He just plays on a cruddy offense is my my read on the situation. Yeah, and also Mike Tomlin has proven a zillion times over that he is not a two-running back system guy. Like, Warren's going to play, but it's going to be Harris, and unless they fully commit to Warren, Warren is not going to be useful at all, really, for fantasy. Unless Najee gets hurt, of course. Are you, you're muted, Matt. Let's go rapid fire here so we can get to all of these. Sorry there. Thielen or Juju, uh, point per first down. Juju. It's it's Juju for me. Point per first down, it's just multiply the targets you think they're going to get times 0.4, and you can get a good estimation in case you need that. Uh, if, in case you don't have that in your projections from, you know, whatever whatever place you're looking at. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson or Chase Edmonds as an RB2? I would go with Edmonds because I think Edmonds at least has some more receiving upside, and I could see him being more involved. Again, there's going to be a high-scoring game, you hope. Uh, at least as a Dolphins fan, I think. So I'd go Edmonds. Uh, Edmonds by a nose. We have them literally next to each other in our current rankings. If Gabe Davis doesn't go, should I flex Ayuk or Damian Harris? I would have A-Rob and Dotson starting. Evans is your wide receiver one. And we thank you, Donnie Bravo. Uh, uh, if he doesn't go, Harris. Ayuk for me. Ayuk. I'd go Harris. Okay. Interesting. Um, all right. That. Looks like we got all the way down. Feeling, oh, wait, feeling is in your waiver wire. Oh, pick up feeling. Who's Alan? You can't drop like Alan uh, Lazard. Not Alan Lazard. Oh, yeah, Alan Lazard. That's a lizard emoji. So you would feeling or Lazard for you? Keep Lazard? No, I'd pick up Thielen. I I didn't know which Alan it was. I thought he was talking about maybe like Keenan Allen or something, but then I realized there was a lizard emoji. I think this is very clever. I think this is, I really like this. Pretty fun. I'm very pleased by this Reese Delete Gaming. Uh, guys, that's going to do it for the Friday Flex Rankings and Question and Answer session. We got so much going on for you over at the Stochastic Fantasy Football channel. Of course, we got Sunday, the live chat. 
with Nikki Football himself, the Notorious Fantasy Hour, getting you ready for the Sunday games. And then we're back every Tuesday through Friday with all of these good live streams. Nick, tell the people where they can find you other than those streams because there's uh, there's plenty that you're doing this season. Sir, check on out here. Obviously, make sure you're here at 10 a.m. every single day, Tuesday through Friday. Our Tuesday stream normally has the most amount of people. For some reason, people decide not to show up on Friday, but it is what it is, right? People have actual lives, unlike us, who we have to talk what? about football all day. Lives? Fucking losers, right? Obviously. Like, the people who didn't watch yesterday's game because it was going to be low scoring. Now, Amari Cooper shits on all your dreams. But, yeah, make sure you check out uh, the streams here, 10 a.m. every single day, Tuesday through Friday. The Thursday stream at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then the Sunday stream, I think, starts at 11.30. I could be wrong. I thought it was 11. And then last week it was 11.30. It's probably 11.30 again, I think, uh, off the top of my head. But make sure you step by there or stop by there. There's a lot of people. We always have a fun time talking uh, before the game. And that's really where the best information is given because the most information has been given to me by the inactives and all that. And the best decisions can be made once you know all those things. Uh, except for like when I rationally tell people to start like some random player because someone's hurt. Like last week, Mark Ingram, I thought was going to have a big game potentially obviously didn't work, but you know, the process was sound there at least. So thank you guys for watching the stream. I really appreciate it. Make sure you guys hit that like button, that subscribe button on the way out and uh, make sure you guys check out underdog fantasy as well. Um, the drafts on there are fun. They are really fun. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for that shout out, Nick. Yeah, check out the banner up above. Promo code Stochastic. Get in on the action. The Best Ball Resurrection Tournament. Really fun stuff there. Starting in week six, $10 entry gets you 100K. And promo code Stochastic gets you a first match deposit bonus. We will be back soon enough on Sunday. Thanks so much for hanging out. He's Nick Lepre at NotoriousFNTSY. I'm Matt Savoka at Draftaholic. We will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.